0: Hey, hey, Great Hills Baptist Church, Pastor Danny here. Um, wow, it is cold outside. It is really cold. I'm in Corey Hatch's office. I see that bright light on my shiny white head. So we're doing the best we can. Um, but wow, I'm grateful for technology. <laughs> we are bringing you this message and It's cold in Corey's office, too, but I want to preach the word to you this morning, and y'all will be watching this uh, Sunday uh, at 11. I'm taping it a day early here on Saturday, so God bless you. We love you. We're praying protection over all of our people. Um, Just a couple of words of announcement before I get into our text today. Uh, First of all, there will be no uh, Tuesday night prayer meeting tonight at 7 due to uh, the the inclement uh, weather. And also, um, just go ahead and share this with you now while it, while it's on my mind. As far as giving to our church, of course you can mail a check, your ties and offerings, or uh, ten thousand five hundred Jollyville. Go online, ghbc.org/give. Uh, click here to give box. I'm reading my notes, and or you can text Great Hills to four zero one zero one. And so we appreciate so much your supporting your church through your prayers, through your service and ministry, through your tithes and your offerings. And um, hope this turns out well. Um, grateful to God for technology that we can use this uh, to broadcast uh, the gospel. I do this every week with a group of students in, uh, in South Asia. And so uh, we're kind of used to the whole YouTube thing. So. That light is just right on my white head. It's okay, though, because I can see. I can see my notes. I've got the Bible. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> We're in the book of Acts. So Acts chapter 13. <laughs> Acts chapter 13. We'll look at verses 13 through 24. The title of my message today is, what a message. What a message the Apostle Paul is preaching around AD 46. He's on his First missionary journey, he and Barnabas and John Mark, uh, last time we were in Acts, we noticed how they left Antioch of Syria, went due west to the island country of Cyprus, and now they have preached the gospel and seen some mighty things happen there on the island country, and now they're going to make their way north uh, to Antioch of Pisidia. And so he's on this journey, and we're going to get to travel with the Apostle Paul And uh, what an amazing text. This sermon that he preaches today is phenomenal. It begins in verse 16 and goes through verse 41. We don't have time to go through the whole sermon today, uh, but we'll pick it up next time. But we get to look at Paul's first sermon, the longest sermon he preaches in the book of Acts, and it is so theologically rich. Excuse me. Theologically rich uh, message that he preaches And so our outline for today is we're going to look at an introduction, and Paul goes back to the past, Israel's past, talks about the prophecy of Jesus being fulfilled, and then uh, next time uh, we'll look at the present. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to preach your word, albeit in a very creative way. Pray, God, for a minimum of distractions that you would uh, keep my mind focused on you and your word. Thank you for our church. Lord, we love, love our church. Love, God, what you're doing at Great Hills. Uh, The sense of uh, prayer among our people, the sense of excitement and the support. And so we thank you, Lord. And now as we go back in time and look at this amazing passage of scripture, speak to us. So God, it's your word. And we love you, Lord. We love your word. We pray that you'd speak to people's hearts today. I pray that people be saved, God, after watching this message today, that your Holy Spirit would convict them of sin draw them to a personal relationship with Christ. And for the church, Lord, bless us and encourage us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 13, let's begin reading verse 13. Now, when Paul and his party set sail from Paphos, of course, that's the um, Cyprus on the west coast there, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, would be John Mark, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets the rulers of the synagogue sent to them saying men and brethren if you have any word of exhortation for the people say on in other words do you have a message uh, for us today then preach your message. Then Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said men of Israel and you who fear God, acousate. It's where we get the English word acoustics. He says, listen up. It's the an imperative command. Listen to what I'm about to say. And he starts to preach. What a great way to begin his sermon in verse 17 with the words, The God, not a God, but the God of the people, of this people Israel, chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Now, for a time of about 40 years, he put up with their ways in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land to them by allotment. In verse 20 of Acts 13, continuing on in Paul's sermon, after that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they asked for a king. So God gave them a king, gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for forty years. And when he had removed him, God removed Saul. He raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, this man's seed, according to the promise God raised up for Israel, a Savior, Jesus. All All right. After John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people. Of Israel. So where we are is so we're in the book of Acts. We're almost halfway through the study of the book of Acts. We're in chapter 13. There's 28 chapters. The apostle Paul is with Barnabas and John Mark, and they have made their way out of the mainland uh, of the coast there in Israel to Cyprus. Now they do north. Uh, they travel due north, 100, maybe a couple hundred miles. They sail 200 miles up to, uh, from Cyprus up to Perga. This is an amazing sermon. And church, I hope that you're able to capture with me the word of God. It is the inspired message. You say, what can this message of Paul 2,000 years ago in Antioch of Pisidia, how can that speak to me? Oh, it'll speak to you. It'll speak to you profoundly and powerfully because this is God's word. And that's what we need more than anything. We need a systematic uh, study of the scriptures. And so I think that's the greatest gift that I can give to our church as your lead pastor is to take you through the word of God and studying it uh, together. All right, so the introduction before we get into the actual message in verses 13 uh, through 15 is the introduction. Verse 13 begins with some bad news. You can look at it in the text. It says, John left them. Later on, Paul will say in Acts 15, John Mark deserted us. And he did. And this was a difficult, difficult thing for them. Their missionary team of three has now gone from three to two. And so you have Paul and Barnabas. John Mark now has left them. Some believe that as Paul and Barnabas and John Mark sailed due north to the port of Atalia, and then they go into Perga. From there, They didn't preach, and I've read where some scholars believe that the reason Paul didn't go in and preach at Perga is because he was was ill. He was not feeling well and maybe had malaria, and so from there, they're going to travel 100 miles due north to Antioch of uh, Pisidia, and they're going to travel 3,600 feet above sea level. Now, get that in your mind. Paul's not feeling well. One of the three missionary team members has left. They got to travel 3,600 feet above sea level to get 100 miles north to the next major city. And I got to think about that. Isn't that interesting? Here you have a man of God, Paul. All he's trying to do is the will of God and preach the message of the gospel to the Jews and the Gentiles. And it looks like everything that could happen, that could go wrong, it happened. You ever feel like that? I'm just trying to do God's will. I'm trying to serve the Lord. I'm trying to lead my family. I'm trying to love my church. And man, I just got so many obstacles. and so many difficult. Well, you're in, you're in good company. And I love what Paul does here. He just keeps going. Mm, what a good word. Keep going. When you don't know what to do, take the next step. There's difficulty. There's temptation. There's setbacks. I'm so glad Paul and Barnabas did not say, oh, let's just forget this. Let's just go back to Jerusalem, man. John Marks left us and no, they didn't. They kept going forward and I hope that encourages you. Verse 14, Paul and Barnabas, they leave Perga. They go these 100 miles north to Antioch of Pisidia. One writer says it was the civil and military center in all that part of Galatia. Not an easy trip, as I mentioned earlier. In fact, this this road, that would go from Perga in the south to Antioch of Pisidia in the north, about a 100 miles, had a reputation of being infested with robbers and thieves. Paul says in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty six, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers. Are y'all with me? I mean, it, it, it couldn't get any worse, Right. All these difficulties, people leaving, people getting sick, I mean, traveling all this hundred miles, I don't know, plane, train, automobiles, no Uber here, brothers and sisters. It's on a donkey or a horse, maybe walking, but they're doing God's will. And that's why we get to read about them. When it's all said and done for your life and my life, may it be said of us that we we finished well, that we gave God our best no matter what. Paul here reminds me of a wonderful missionary by the name of David Livingstone. He was a remarkable man of God, born in 1813, died in 1873. Brave explorer, medical missionary, doctor, Uh, went to the, the Nile River Basin area in Central Africa, and there he planted his life. He was the first person to make it to Victoria Falls, and he named it. David Livingstone, the missionary doctor, named it after Queen Victoria. So here you have this brave man of God. Boy, did he encounter some difficulty. His prayer was, Lord, send me anywhere, only go with me. Lay any burden on me, only sustain me. Sever any ties but the ties that bind me to the service of your heart. And he said God spoke to him. God gave him, Matthew 28, 20, says, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And David Livingstone would need that promise because here's what would happen to him. He would be mauled by a lion. He would have one of his eyes uh, damaged and, and he would lose his eyesight. The other eye was severely damaged because he ran into a branch of a tree. He was separated from his wife for a total of five years and when they were reconciled back there in africa she she died and he just cried out to god god please help me you told me you would never leave me nor forsake me after the funeral he goes back to his little hut there after the funeral of his wife and he discovers that somebody had stolen his medicine bag and to make matters worse he was already feeling terrible physically so now his wife is gone his medicine is gone uh he's in a bad way physically and then he cries out lord you promise never to leave me about that time a man by the name of henry stanley came up to dr livingstone and these are famous this is a famous quote in history says mr livingstone i presume and david livingstone said yes you have found me who are you henry stanley said i am the biggest atheist in the world and i'm proud of it I'm here kind of on an expedition myself, so don't you dare try to convert me. All I'm here to do is to follow you around, okay? And, by the way, somebody has sent you some extra medicine. So for four months, Henry Stanley walks with David Livingstone, and he said, watching this man live, watching him sacrifice and give, he said, I could not help but give my life to Christ as well. One of the famous quotes of Livingstone is, the haunting sep- specter of the smoke of a thousand villages in the morning sun has burned within my heart. When David Livingstone would go back to England, he would lecture in the universities. And whenever he would walk into the room, everybody would stand in his honor. Why? Because he didn't quit. Paul and Barnabas, though forsaken by man in a difficult place, They did not quit. Who needs to hear that? Who needs to hear, don't stop? Be faithful to God, faithful to your marriage, faithful to your church. That's the introduction. Now let's go to, um, well, verse 15, continuing the introduction. Luke describes the scene in the synagogue that Paul and Barnabas go there. And the ruler of the synagogue says, Preach on, brother. What you got for us? They had no idea what was about to happen. For a while, it's going to be great. The Jews are going to go, oh, wow, this guy, This guy's great until he's going to preach Christ, Christ crucified, buried, resurrected, and it's going to change that whole region. So number two is the past. Verse 16, Paul stood up, motioned with his hand. It's like, um, meaning, hey, can I have your attention? I'm about to speak. Akusite, listen to me clearly. Verse 17, he begins his message to those present. Uh, that he will look at it. Verse 17 says, The God of this people, Israel. Oh, I just love that part. The God of the people of Israel. He didn't begin with creation like he will in Acts 17 on Mars Hill in Greece with a bunch of pagans. No, these are Jews or and probably God-fearers, Gentiles, as well as proselytes, Gentiles who converted to Judaism. Anyhow, they know about the God of Israel. They know about the God of creation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, the book of Genesis, the exile when they come into, or the exodus, when they go into Egypt and they're there for 400 years and God raises them out and he and they wander around for 40 years in disobedience and then God takes them out of the bondage, out of Egypt, into the wilderness wanderings for 40 years. They're on the east there of the Jordan River, and they go in, and God removes those nations. You know the story. They know the story. And I can imagine they're going, oh, man, this is a good sermon. Who, what's your name again? Paul of Tarsus, who, by the way, his name was Saul. He, too, was from the tribe of Benjamin, which is really interesting. Verse 20, uh, 450 years, all right? You got four, look at verse 20. He gave them judges for about 450 years, all right? The time of the judges as they're in Israel until Samuel the prophet comes. Samuel was the last judge of Israel. Also the prophet who anointed Saul king of Israel, the first king lasted 40 years until God put him down. God removed him because of his arrogance and his craziness. You know the story of him and David. And the same verse that says God put Saul down, God raised David up, a man after his own heart. Mm, That's the people God's looking for. Men and women who have a passion and a heart for God and the kingdom of God, and God raises David up. To be this great king, David was the greatest of all the Old Testament kings. He was a nobody who became a somebody, whereas Saul was a somebody great king who became a nobody. David was not perfect. We know that. And he sinned against God and he repented of his sins in Psalm 32, Psalm 38, Psalm 51. So here Paul is preaching. And man, I can imagine those people of Antioch, Pisidia going, "Ooh, man, this guy's so good. He's so eloquent. He knows our history so well. Man, it's about to change because now we're going to go from the past to the prophetic prophecy, number three, verse twenty-three. The first few words are very important. From this man's seed, from the seed of King David, God will bring about his his Messiah through the loins, the posterity, the lineage of David so there's a passage of scripture I want you to look at and it is in first Samuel second Samuel uh, 13 there it is second Samuel 7 twelve and thirteen but your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers talking about David I will set up your seed after you who will come. From your body, and I will establish his kingdom. You say, Well, that's Solomon. Yep. Hold on. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So it's not just Solomon, but it's through David's posterity, lineage, Jesus, who of course was in the in the line of, of David. Also, I love this passage in Isaiah 11, 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, Jesse's being David's father and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Woo, come on, the prophetic. David, Paul is preaching saying, look, a Messiah is coming. And and the prophets told us about it. It was going to come through David's loins. It's going to be um, the king, the Messiah. And Paul's about to land it on him. He's about to say, and people, he has come. Jesus.'" Of Nazareth, who was preached uh, by John the Baptist, preached a baptism of repentance. There he is, the Lamb of God, who is to take away the sins of the world. Oh, this is the message. Paul says, through David's loins, through all the prophecies, he has come, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm, Let me give you another one Psalm 132. Oh, there it is, verse 11. The Lord has sworn in truth to David. He will not turn from it. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. Wow. All these centuries, the Jews have been looking for the Messiah. And they had some devastating things happen to them. 722, the Assyrians destroyed Samaria, the 10 northern kingdoms. 586, the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and Judah and the two tribes there in the south. And now you come fast forward to about A.D. 46, where we are here. Rome has occupied the sacred land of the Jews. The Jews are spread out again through a diaspora, through a dispersion. And they're probably looking at Saul going, yes, we're waiting on that Messiah. We're, we're really, we know he's going to come through David. We know about all the prophecies. And Paul says, and I'm telling you, he's come. Jesus Christ has come. God raised up, do you see it, in verse 23? Raised up for Israel, a savior, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Preached by John, baptized by John. John 129, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What a message. Do y'all see now why I've called my sermon, what a message. It's not my sermon, it's Paul's sermon. We looked at the introduction, we looked a little bit of the past, Israel's past, looked at the prophetic, Next time, Lord willing, we're going to look at the present. We're going to walk through the remainder of his sermon, verses twenty-four through verse forty-one. I wonder what God has said to you today through this sermon. He said a lot to me. I've I've taken you pretty quickly through. Maybe because it's so cold in here. That's why I'm preaching fast. Some of y'all are like, I wish you get cold more often, brother Danny. Give us these. Fast sermons. You know what I found? Baptists don't mind getting out early. They they don't mind shorter sermons. I know you don't get many of those, but you may get one today. But wonder what God is telling you? I mean, through the sacred reading of His Word. Here's a couple things I think of. Number one, God always comes through. It may take a while, but divine delays do not mean divine indifference. Another thing God showed me through this message is you, you just gotta keep going. You, you can't stop. People are gonna hurt you, people are gonna disappoint you. Let me tell you something, guys. It was, it was, it was rough when the Apostle Paul and Barnabas had John Mark leave them. You ever had anybody leave you? It's it's rough. I, I think that's the hardest thing I've I ever experienced in ministry is when people leave. You say, "Well, that don't bother you, Pastor. You got hundreds of other people you can lean on. But I'm to everyone that leaves, I take it, I take it personally. I grieve, I struggle with it. Um, but you know, we keep going, right? You press on. So if you're thinking about leaving, don't leave. Don't leave your church. <laughs> Serve the Lord where you are. No perfect people, no perfect pastors. Just keep going. Give your best." Hey, look, God only has your best in his heart. And if he closes one door, it means he's about to open another. I probably shared this story with you. I'll share it with you again. Uh, I finished up my freshman year in college and um, I had been dating Camille. We've been dating for two years. She was five foot 10. I was five foot six. I've been five foot six for a long time. And so it didn't bother me that she was a head taller than me. I was in love, right? And I thought, hey, this may be the one. We've been dating two years now until that terrible night when she gave me the message. Y'all ever heard anybody tell you this? I think it's time for us to part ways. And I was like, what do you mean part ways? Where are you going? It's over. Oh, man, I went home. I was pitiful. I was about 18 years of age, crying, thinking, man, my world has come to an end. My love of my life has told me it's over. And I forget my mom. My mom says, well, Dan, that's what she called me, Dan, unless I was in trouble. And then it's Daniel Bryant. She said, Dan, come on, let's go for a walk. And we walked these country roads there in Alabama. And my mom told me, she said, honey, let me tell you something. She's not the one. It's like, how did mom become so omniscient? You know, she like... I've always known that she's she's not the one. She's a wonderful person, but she's not your future wife. Let me tell you who it is. Well, you hadn't met her yet. Just haven't met you yet. She, she said she's coming. You just need to hold on, Dan. You need to be patient and wait on God. And yabba dabba do, here she comes. Praise God. There I met Ashley Delin Young, thirty six years ago we've been married 35 years and man was she the one i told my wife look if you ever leave me i'm going with you honey we are stuck on glue to one another my point is god only has the best for you and for me so don't don't give up yes hard times are going to come heartbreak's going to come but keep going here's here's what you're doing you're developing a story, a testimony like Paul and Barnabas or like David Livingstone. Yes, you're serving God, but hard times come and you don't quit serving God. You just keep going forward because God's going to create this tapestry, this beautiful mosaic of your life, your story. He's going to turn your mess into a wonderful message. Your great test will become your testimony. I love you, Great Hills Baptist Church. I surely do. I'm grateful to God for you and I'm praying for you that the Lord protect you, keep you safe during this tough time, this crazy weather. And so let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for our time together. Thank you for technology that we can meet. <laughs> I can preach. I can pray. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus for the blessings of heaven to rest upon our dear church, church that we so love, In our church, Lord, that is expanding and growing and growing all over America as people are tuning in, would you bless them, oh God. For those that are listening, maybe you're listening for the very first time, you heard that the Messiah has come, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he bore your sins upon his body on the cross. He paid your price that you could never pay for your sins, and Jesus died for you and arose from the dead. And he stands at your heart's door, knocks on your heart's door saying, let me in. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will cleanse you. I will be your savior. I will be your king. Oh, listen to me as you're praying. Would you open up your heart today and say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Oh, what a great thing. God, thank you that you're still saving people. We're very, very grateful, Lord we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you've prayed to receive Christ, please let us know about it. You can send us a message at info@ghbc.org. At or if you're online, you can type in the description box. I guess everybody's online today. Amen. Type a little message in there. Let us know that you heard the message. Maybe you just want to give us an emoji, a fist pump, a praying hand or a happy happy face or whatever. Hey, if you received Christ as Lord and Savior, let us know. Some did last week and we're thrilled and, and type in a message and just say, I gave my life to Christ and we will reach out to you and we will encourage you. Again, Great Hills, we love you very much. Pray on God's protection and blessings on all of us during this, uh, during this inclement weather. Where do we live? Is this Austin, Texas or what? Oh my word, it's cold outside. Again, take care. See you next time. God bless you.